Welcome back to Our Justice Journey with Dr. Lawrence Wynn, part two. And we thank you for your continued interest in this discussion. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, and I look back and that's why my sons are taking Spanish and French and, you know, they want to take Japanese. And so whatever they want to do, it's just like, let's get it. But when I look, I should know Spanish by now. And, and it was like, well, I didn't see a need at the moment mm-hmm. uh, because it, I was so determined to, you know, my, my path. So that the, my part of my path has been international and I wish I would have learned Spanish as well. Yeah, yeah. So our next question is coming up, you had a mentor, Kevin Johnson, which was mm-hmm. a formal basketball player and mayor of Sacramento. How did having mm-hmm. a mentor impact you and your academic and career trajectory? Yeah, someone to, to always be real and to hold you accountable. Uh, for example, you know, I mentioned basketball. I was an agent in basketball. Uh, I love basketball just like any uh, person growing up. You know, uh, it was just exciting to play. Uh, you get a thrill. And plus, a lot of the people you saw look like me. Uh, and, you know, I was good enough to, to play varsity and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was uh, Kevin Johnson who told me, you know, if you look at it, how many people actually make it to the NBA out of Phoenix or out of Sacramento? If there's 10 out of 10 million at play, do you yeah. think you're going to be one of the 10 out of 10 million? And that was easy for me to know and then uh, to figure out. And so for him just to be real and honest and say, you know, like, it's it's not a pipe dream, but it is a pipe dream, right? Mm-hmm. You take it how you want to take it. Uh, so being real, also holding me accountable. Uh, if I ever had an excuse for something, you know, it was... You, you, sh- you know, like, let's just move on. You know, life is going to get better. Just keep working hard. The last thing is opportunities. Yeah. Uh, one of the things uh, Kevin provided for me was opportunities. A lot of uh, exposure. What was it like to work in a, in a media room, right? Uh, what was it like to be an attorney? What was it like to be a real estate investor? You know, all these things that I didn't have access to. I went to a really good high school. A lot of my classmates had access to these opportunities, but these the people who uh, who had were gatekeepers uh, weren't black they were white mm-hmm. and so uh, you had to know somebody you had to have social capital so he was a person who connected me to these opportunities and so at a young age in high school I was introduced to a whole lot of different careers and so that's why I'm really big in social capital connecting people making sure people are connected and just exploring different opportunities because once you learn about the opportunities out there it's just amazing. For example, I wanted to be a, uh, a doctor. And so I worked for a year uh, with an orthopedic surgeon. Mm-hmm. And once I saw all that blood start to splatter and, you know, it, you know, uh, the surgeon standing on his feet for like eight hours. And, and I was like, this is not cool. You know, we don't even talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so after that summer, it was like, now nah, I'm cool. on being a doctor, orthopedic surgeon. So, uh, he exposed me to a lot of different opportunities and uh, access. So uh, having a mentor is important. Uh, but I want to just say this about a mentor. It's, it's two-way street, right? Uh, the mentor can provide support, but it's up to the mentee to also um, be held accountable, right? So mm-hmm. what, what are you doing? What are you learning? How can you show appreciation to your mentor? Uh, and so uh, if you're a men- mentee, have an agenda, you know, things you want to talk to your mentor about, things you want to get out of this relationship, and also deliver on the things that you say you're going to do. 
Yeah, definitely. And to that point of like social capital, you know, I just think it's so evident, you know, there's a lot of opportunities that I feel like we do not know about, especially as just like kids and with college, you know, you could go to college for free. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's like just being, having like social capital and like meeting a lot of people, you, you know, really opens these doors. And like, when I think about people I know, like I think about Saudi, you know, he, the MET program that he got into, you know, with business Mm -hmm. and engineering, it's like this, you know, Mm -hmm. because he met people and, you know, it was just, you know, really open doors for him. So it's just like, yeah, I emphasize that idea of just very social capital and connecting with people, you know? Yeah, it's it's so important. And more, when I lived in Newark, New Jersey, the guys that I work with in Newark, they never left their their corner. They never left their little block. So that was like a two mile radius. New York City was only 15 minutes by train. Mm-hmm. New York City is a vibrant that's like the city everybody wants to go to throughout the world they live 15 minutes away from new york city and so the first time i took new york city they were bugging out it's like wow this is new york city and i'm like yo this is 15 minutes by train how long did it take us they were like like no longer than 20 minutes and so uh you know for them they were not even being connected to people but, but but been able to see other things and so they went to New York City and a couple of the guys started to hang out in New York City and start to explore and got connected with people. And it just changed their world from Newark to New York City. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's important, not only the, the connecting of people, but also the opportunities that it will lead to seeing different parts of the world, uh, even your own city or your own region. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Our next question is, how do you define transformative justice and why is it important? Yeah, so that's a great question. There's a lot of different types of justice, right? Uh, economic, social, political, you go down the list. And to me, transformative justice uh, gets to the root causes of the harms of what's going on in society. So it's the inherent wrongdoing, such as, uh, you know, economic, political, uh, and, you know, uh, social. Mm-hmm. So transformative justice, in order for you to change everything else, you have to dig deep inside and see what's going on. So for example, we're talking about uh, educational justice. Transformative justice is saying, let's go to the very root. Let's look at the history mm-hmm. of the inequities in education and see how everything is connected because it's just not education justice. It's other types of injustices that have caused the education system to fail. So transformative justice bring all the different parts silo justices together and so it's saying let's look at let's get to the inherent causes and those inherent causes may not be one it's several and why is important um it's the dna check Mm. Uh, a lot of times you may think you have a the solution and we see this a lot in education every five years somebody comes up with this brilliant idea or you know a a nice book Uh, but what happens is that it just glazes over or it may be a band-aid to the situation but transformative justice gets down to the roots and when you're in the roots you just it's it's really ugly and it takes Mm -hmm. some time to really uh change and so transformative justice is it's not going to it doesn't change things overnight because it takes a while so that's why it's so important it it requires us to stay there for a while and, and continue to do the work 
Yeah, you got to get to the dirt, you know, like your whole anal- in- analogy with the tree, you know, it's like you got to get yes. to the dirt got to get to the door it's the root it's 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 it. and that root you know you got it going it's going in different directions and deaths and so once you start getting to that you know that's when you can start seeing some serious change mm-hmm. yeah that's deep our next question is what impact can scholars have on the larger society scholarship is important researching is very important uh, understanding the issue, the problem, being able to write about it, being able to disseminate, that's so important. But when there's a gap between research and practice, research and reality, what I mean by reality is what's out there, right? The scholar has to be able to, it's like a rapper, right? Mm-hmm. The rapper is in the writing the lyrics. Uh, if it's Nas, if it's Scarface, uh, Rakim, you know, uh, Kendrick Lamar, if it's mm-hmm. Lauren Hill, whoever the rapper is, that's telling that story. Yeah. That story has to be told in a way that people will understand the problem and the solutions, mm. right? Mm-hmm. They have to deliver their findings, which is part of the research, in such a way that people could understand the message. So when I think about hip hop, I think about, um, outcast been able to tell a story what it means to live in the dirty south right or even when you go back to the message and you know when you know they were talking about crack cocaine in the bronx and what was going on that was so compelling and so scholarship is important too because it's like music you have to be able to write in such a way or lecture in such a way that you're telling uh what is going on and also sharing some of the possible solutions. So the influence of scholarship can help us improve our quality of life Mm -hmm. Uh, because scholars are trained, scholars are well-read, scholars have to be responsible and accountable, but it's also up to the scholars to be activists, even if some folks don't like using the word activist, scholar, scholar, activist, it's up to them to advocate because scholarship is not neutral. As much as people want scholarship research to be neutral, it's not neutral. And so uh, scholarship plays an important role in in how we can change the society. And that's why it's important to have uh, diversity in scholarship, diversity in the people who are are scholars and, and doing this research. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree, you know, and your whole idea, you know, we got to put our what we preach into practice, you know, like if we think about schools, you know, if we're just looking at all the disparities and we're not doing anything to, you know, practice and change it, you know, what's Mm -hmm. really going to come of it and what's the purpose. So yeah, I really like that analogy. And you, you start seeing like newer scholars been able to relate and and write in such a way that, you know, uh, my grandma or, uh, somebody in high school will pick up the book and say, Oh, you know, I understand this. Instead of us using big words, ethnography, and, you know, uh, you know, you can go down a list. Those words are important, Mm -hmm. but if those words aren't translated in a way that people can say, oh, you know what, this is what this is all about. You know, it's, it's a way to, to, uh, increase critical, uh, consciousness. And if your scholarship isn't increased, increasing critical, I don't know its value. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Definitely. 
Um, our next question is, what made you pursue multiple disciplines and how has that affected you as a scholar activist? <laughs> multiple disciplines. Uh, Kanye West, the old Kanye, not the new Kanye, <laughs> he had that uh, interlude when he was talking about uh, the one person who had all these degrees and he had these diplomas and, you know, he used that in a way to stay warm. And Kanye was like, why do you have all those degrees? <laughs> and I'm out here and I'm successful, but you got all those degrees. And I remember Kanye came up with that, that interlude. And I was like, man, so all my people, my boys, everybody was laughing at me because uh, I was still in graduate school and I was in graduate school forever from, you know, after Berkeley, I went to law school and then I went to uh, got my uh, master's in divinity from Princeton. And then I got my PhD. And all at the same time, I was working, I was involved in the community, whatever community I was in. Um, but all those disciplines were important to me. And I gave me the training I needed to be able to solve issues and problems and to strategize and to think critically. You know, for example, uh, being an English major, it just opened me up to this different world to think about uh, in a creative way, creative writing, right, in English to be able to think about the possibilities and to reimagine and to dream, right? So when you're reading a novel, you're way out, right? And yeah. sometimes when you look at the problems, they can be depressing and oppression can really get to folks, right? Like, damn, nothing has changed in all these years. It helped me be a better writer. Mm -hmm. uh, and then law school, law school gave me the tools uh, to be able to cr critique the system, to learn the system, uh, to understand the law and to, to, to understand what we uh, call street law. You know, mm -hmm. people have to know their rights. And so I knew one day that I wanted to advocate for folks, uh, especially in education. And then divinity, divinity's uh, master's in divinity. Uh, I've been African-American. It's important to be connected to uh, the black church. Uh, mm -hmm. Today it's MLK. King was uh, a minister. So whatever community I go to, uh, there's a language that I can speak and, you know, people open their doors up, like Ebenezer Baptist Church, where King was was uh, a pastor. Mm -hmm. uh, I actually was a minister there for uh, three years. And so Warnock, Reverend Warnock, who's now a senator, I actually worked for him. And so it connected me to uh, a historical foundation for Black America. Mm -hmm. uh, and then lastly, education. You know, that discipline just gave me the tools and um research methods that I needed to be able to conduct research. Uh, I didn't know how all this was going to play out at the time. It was like a, a puzzle. You're putting the pieces mm -hmm. together. You can see the picture, but when you're putting the puzzle together, it's just like, what is this? And then when you start putting the final pieces at the end or in the middle, however you go about your puzzle, it makes sense. And yeah. so the, those disciplines uh, gave me the training, the foundation, the ability to think critically, the ability to write, and also the ability to communicate. Uh, if it's talking to a certain audience, mm -hmm. you know, being able to have the ability to preach in a black church, you know, I can, it's, it's important for me to be able to articulate, mm -hmm. being able to write, right? If I'm doing some research, I want to be able to write and get my point across. But knowing my audience, if I'm speaking to a group of scholars or I'm speaking to high school students, or if I'm speaking to some cats on the corner, got to be able to translate because some people call it code switching. But mm -hmm. uh, so that's why the different disciplines for me have allowed me to be in multiple spaces. Uh, 
and have a little street cred, scholarship cred, uh, you know, church cred, whatever kind of cred, you know, I try to mm-hmm. see, you know, what's in my pocket at that time. Yes. Throughout getting, like, my question is throughout getting those disciplines, like, did you know that you wanted to do something centered around social justice or did you just kind of like find your way to it? So social justice is my moral compass. Mm-hmm. It was always what I was about because of my background. Uh, and so regardless of what I was going to do, even if I decided to be an engineer or even the doctor, I was going to be, you say, make the most money, but I was going to open up, a, a, a establish a foundation to help out. Mm-hmm. So it was more about, uh, you know, helping people out because I get that from my mom. I saw her from day one. If it was, you know, waking us up on the weekends to pick up trash or if it was to, you know, do a car wash for the local uh, homeless shelter, whatever that was, it was always about helping people out and fighting for uh, the improvement of, you know, others as well as my own life and uh, the injustices that take place. So all those disciplines, it was always connected to social justice. For example, I went to law school mm-hmm. to be a uh, attorney for a nonprofit, right? We thank you for listening to part two of our Justice Journey with Dr. Lawrence Wynn. To further listen to this discussion, feel free to visit part three.